so I'm starting to write stuff down. I'm like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. You could die. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, you're being dramatic. So <laughs> either get on the gurney or I will put you on the gurney. And he's like, like positive fist, like you, you fight me. I'm like, yeah, I'll punch you right in the head. On the other side, not the same no, side. I'll, I'll punch your wound. Welcome to the Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast, the show about life on the street as a beat cop and life in the shop as a woodworker. They pull no punches and tell it like it is. So buckle in and get ready. Now, here are your hosts from Marazzo Woodworking, Mike Marazzo, and from Full House Woodworking, Brandon Silvera. Hey! God, is that you? It's God. Sounds like God. Like Morgan Freeman type of vocal there. That doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman at all. Well, that doesn't sound like him, but it's the baritone sound of God speaking. I'm going to hear him say, I'm the seventh at seven, and then I'll be able to compare the two. Okay, Bruce. There's something satisfying about mopping a floor. It really is. I love that scene when you're just mopping. I disagree. You don't like that? I, I, I doubt I disagree with there's something satisfying about mopping a floor. There's not. Sure there is. Nope. <laughs> You've achieved a task. You've cleaned something and left it in a pristine condition from manual labor. That's satisfying. No? I agree that manual labor can be satisfying. Just not mopping I, a floor. I disagree that mopping can be satisfying. It's actually an art. Mopping is nothing but aggravation. Not everybody can mop correctly. True. But then once you're done mopping, you have to then have anxiety. <laughs> so no one walks on your floor. Oh, yeah. And that sounds awful. The people that clean our police department, this Hispanic lady, when I would come in for night shift, it's always like at 6 o'clock, you know, and shift starts at 7, but she's always there like at 6.10, and then she starts mopping everything, and I got to walk in, and then everyone's coming in for shift change, so everyone's got shit on their boots. It's like the bad, the worst time that you can mop the floor. Yep. At shift change. And I always feel bad stepping on the hard work she just did. She's like, it's okay, baby. Just do. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I said, I'm really sorry. No, it's okay. It's job security for her. Yeah, I guess so. But she's not going to mop it again until the next day. So eh. still job security. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Welcome it's okay. to episode 61 of the Handcuffs and Sawdust podcast. I'm Mike Morazzo. That's Brandon Silvera right there. The Roger Maris episode? It is the Roger Maris episode. I didn't think we'd make it. but we're A gonna, lot of people didn't. We're going to blow right past it, just like Barry Bonds did, and Big Mac, and Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. And now Aaron Judge. And he blew Aaron past Judge. It. Yeah, he did. Well, he, sn- he watch, snuck it past it. Blowing yeah, past him. it. I'll give him. You'll give him the blow God, pass? Did you, see how, did you see how far number 62 went? No, I didn't. I'd say he blew past it. Okay. It wasn't a wall scraper. Not well. It doesn't. They're all they're all bombs in the record book, right? They all count as one, right? So even the bleeder that sneaks through worm burner for a hit, line drive in the box score. Number seventy three was a wall scraper, though. By Bonds. Yeah, he was off balance and just 
manhandled it just over onto the arcade. Just enough steroids in his body to get it over the wall. Show me the failed test. <laughs> uh, and you're like telling me that Frank Thomas was all just eugenics? Frank Thomas has never been accused of taking steroids ever. Look at the man. I do look at it. I've looked at him very closely as a season ticket holder. I looked at him a lot. That's weird He's to a say. Big man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird to it's weird to phrase it that way. Yeah, I take that back. I never looked at Frank Thomas and You want to you want to do that over again? Yeah. Can we? Okay. Okay. Let me set you back. Just look at him. <laughs> he's a big. He's a big man. Yeah. Yes, he's a large human. He is a large human. I think he still needs to do more work. Wasn't out, though, when he was a rookie. He's oh, he was huge as a rookie. Oh, I'm sorry. When he got drafted, I have his like his draft day card. He was a big guy. Played tight end at Auburn. That's how big of a guy he was. Yeah, he's an Auburn Tiger. You know, friends with Bo. Bo Jackson. Yeah, I know who Bo Jackson is. Everybody knows Bo. As a matter of fact, my buddy Frank, who's the and mayor Bo knows. of a city over here. Okay, um, here we go. No, no. <laughs> my buddy Frank, who's a detective with my department, is also a mayor of a city okay. that's just west of us. Okay. Police department. Anyways, okay. uh, Bo just opened one of his domes, a Bo dome, in that city. What's a Bo and dome? So, hold on. A few years, well, prop, holy shit, maybe 20 years ago, Bo opened. Nope, nope, nope. What's a Bo dome? A Bo dome. I, I don't an, need the history of the company. It's an indoor field facility. So it's got football fields and baseball fields indoor under a bubble. Okay. And it's, okay. So it's an indoor athletic field facility. Yeah. Blown up with air. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's not like a brick and mortar thing. There is a brick and mortar part for the offices, but then the actual field part is all under this air dome. Thing. Dome. Yeah. Okay. Pretty neat. So when I was so kind of like the Metrodome. Yeah. On a smaller scale. Right. So. Uh, when I was in detectives a few months ago, Frank's like, Hey, let's go to the dome. I'm like, all right. So drove over there, took a tour, got to meet some of the, uh, minor league baseball players that were working out. Jim Tomey has classes there. So anyways, Frank had Bo Jackson at a Super Bowl party because they're friends. That's why I was going with this. <laughs> so, so even Frank knows Bo. Bo knows everybody, even my buddy Frank. So I don't know him. I didn't get to meet him yet, but. One day. You know, he actually makes bows and arrows. He's a, um, <laughs> he's an archer too. Not just a world-class baseball and football player. Just let me know when you're done. Okay, I'm done. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by surfprepsanding.com. I think it's just surfprepsanding. <laughs> Their website <laughs> But they're not the, not the company name. The company name is Surf Prep Sanding, or Surf Prep. Right? Look. Okay. Let, let's play. Let's play this out, Mike. Okay. Let's, let's do out. it. Not, Today's episode is brought to you by Surf Prep. Oh wow! I'd really like to to use that promo code Bookum to get ten percent off. Where should I go? How should I'm gonna? You know what? I'm gonna have to go to Google. Let me type no, in Surf Prep into. No, shut up. <laughs> I have to type Surf Prep into Google. Okay, here. And I got all this stuff here, and oh, what's this surf prep sanding? Okay, so boy, it would have been a lot easier if they just said to go to surfprepsanding.com. That you can do. I hate you. I hate you so much. I miss you. 
Did you know that our show is the number one rated woodworking law enforcement podcast in Indonesia? We're in Indonesia now? Okay, yeah. this is starting to get concerning because we're in a lot of places <laughs> that have a lot of questionable uh, practices. Apparently they have we're, internet. We're, we were in Russia for a while. Yeah, we still number, are. Moscow. Number one yeah. in, in yeah. Russia. In Moscow. We, no matter how much shit they talk about Russia. You still, they're still downloading they, us. They still, they still love us. Putin. And then what? We were, and then where, where else were we? Like somewhere in Africa? Yeah, yeah. We're but down. not like the good, not like at a good part. Well, we also are in South Africa, yes. Oh, in South Africa. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of problematic things there too. And uh, I Cape think the country's actually. actually on the verge of collapse, isn't it? <laughs> Jeez, I hope not. That no, means. really. I think, I think like they're, I think it's South Africa. Like their economy's fucked. Really? Yeah. Ah, God damn it. I got to try again next week. I haven't heard that. Oh, uh, you just and then you just ruined yeah, it. Yeah, I dropped an F bomb. Dropped an F bomb. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. And then and then now in Indonesia, which yeah. Let's see. Oh, of course, Australia. And uh, when you say South South Africa, there's two or three. There are we we were in Lagos, is where I said last time in South in Africa. Lagos, right? Okay, but now. In South Africa, we are in because I'm looking at it right now live, live on our feed. So, like I said, I thought Cape Town. What town is this? I'm in the middle. Oh, Kim. Oh, there's a city named Kimberley in South Africa. How well, odd is cool. that? Yeah, isn't that cool? And we're just outside of Kimberley in South Africa. So and there's at least one person listening there, right? There's at or least or downloading, right? Downloading. I'm sure they don't download and not listen. I mean, people are weird. And Johannesburg, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Who could forget about Johannesburg? So a shout out to those in Kimberly, Johannesburg, and that other one I said earlier. There you go. Cape Town? No. (laughs) No, I just said it a minute ago. Moscow? It's it's north. No, in Africa. Lagos? Yeah, Lagos. Yeah. You're being very vague. I think in India. Look, what's this? This is India. That would, yeah, we're in India. We're in Mumbai. How about that? Why? <laughs> Don't ask questions. Right. Okay. So, number on. one, wood working well, in law enforcement you're... podcast in Mumbai. God. I'm claiming it. it because there ain't no other one like ours. That's fine. Well, I mean, you could also say in America because I'm pretty sure we're the only woodworking law enforcement podcast, period. Our competition does not exist. I don't know. There's got to be other cops that do woodworking that have a podcast. I doubt it. I really? doubt it. So anyways, yeah. if you're if you're in any of these other countries like Lagos or, you know, in, if you're in Mumbai, could you could you just email us at handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail dot com and just tell us why? Yeah, awesome. We'd like to hear it. Like how'd you find us? Why? Which, and translate it into English though, so we can <laughs> read it. Well, I mean, we could plug it into Google Translate. No, that's true. I was hoping I'm that just I'm so confused. Like it, our our Russian friend, what was it? Boris. In uh, Moscow, in Moscow, he's still Could there. You, why? With with all well, maybe who knows? Maybe Putin sent him to the front lines, and maybe he's maybe. already dead in Ukraine. Who knows? There's a province in China that we are downloaded in, but it's just characters without a name. I don't know what the name is. It's just a bunch of characters. The whole map is all those Chinese characters. So well, it's because it's written in their language. I know, but on a map, for me, I don't understand why it's done that. I don't know. So speaking I, I of, I don't know. Ask the CCP. Speaking of words, 
when I was editing last week's podcast, which will come out, you know, tomorrow. Oh, and uh, promo code Bookum gets you ten percent off. That's right. You, you mentioned that already. Very sorry, Hannah. Mike, Mike, this was going to be a you great ad, it. and then Mike screwed it up. Blame him. It's my fault. I'll wear it. Just I'm going to start working on your empty tunes. Just today. as good as I'm wearing this hat. Um, you know what? I've already said once, so screw it. Fuck off. Blame your atmospheric river for not having your hat. I, I'm not going to blame the weather because then I'd have to blame <laughs> God, and I don't want to go to hell. I'm already on thin ice as it is. So getting back to last week's episode while I was editing it, which comes out tomorrow. Yes, let's get to last week's episode today. Well, I, I was excited. <laughs> I posted a picture that I, I had found on the editing software that I use, a text-to-speech, no, speech-to-text option. You can just push closed captions, and it transcribes your entire video. Wait, what were you doing before? What do you mean? Because you, you've talked about adding closed captions. I did on my YouTube, my what? personal YouTube videos. I tried it before. Okay. Um, which, where I used my phone to record, because the Samsung does text-to-speech, speech-to-text as well. So when I tried to do it with a personal video on my YouTube channel, not the podcast one, I played this music, or I played the episode, or maybe it was ours. I recorded it on here. It transcribed it, and then I uploaded it to the video. You, know, you can do that. But this software I have will do it for you. Here's the drawback. So I was all excited. I posted a picture. We're going to have closed captions on our videos. That pre-show was like 26 minutes long, right? So as I'm playing it back with the closed captions, I'm reading the words. They don't. They're almost, they're like 80% accurate, which means you have to edit the other 20% manually where you stop the video. Sound, sounds like we're not going to have closed captionings. No, because it took me an hour to get eight minutes of video done. Yeah, and it, no. And it was 25 minutes long, and I'm like, not sorry, deaf people. I know you can't hear this. You can't hear me apologizing, but we're not going to have closed captions. Well, if they can read lips, they can. Yeah, as long as we're not doing this. Yeah, we just hide behind the mic. And then, but then it's like, it's problematic. Yeah. Because then we're, we're doing it on purpose to be jerks to, right. to deaf people. And that's not but our, deaf, it's not our, what do you call and it? And I actually have a story this week for when we get to law enforcement side about okay. dealing with a deaf person. Oh, I love dealing with deaf people. Who was an work. asshole. <laughs> okay, great. Well, how about, we usually do the shop stuff first. So what do you got going yeah, so on in the shop? Uh, I have lots going on that I haven't been able to get to because of the stupid, stupid tsunami? weather. No, no, we don't have to worry about tsunamis yet. Okay. No earthquake out in the ocean. Okay. So I have to. So I also have a crapload of training next week. At work. Yes. Okay. So like I have like four different trainings that I have to go to in the span of three days. Nice. That I didn't schedule. Not Somebody good for shop schedule. time though. No. Um, only one is on an off day, but it's like a full day thing where I'm going to be out of town. Okay. But I have to, I have to finish a retirement gift for an air force pararescue man. And I have to finish that this week. Awesome. So that's going to be fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I got the walnut from our friends at forest to home to, make the empty tombs for Hannah. So I have to get those done because 
I had hoped that I would receive that stuff and then be able to get it done like in time for the Easter get it by the time they got back from workbench con. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So just get it done by Easter. I think that like the week before Easter, which is when, yeah, that, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, think I don't I, I think I'm going to try to get it done quickly. Yeah. You okay. look that up while I ramble about nothing. Well, you're talking uh, Easter. So I got to get that done. And then I committed to building a flag for our little league's silent auction. Okay. So I got to build that. And that has to be done by next Saturday. Wow, you got a lot of stuff on your yeah. plate, dude. Yeah. And then a friend hit me up about trying to do a cutting board. And I said, sure. I don't know how to say no. At least, but I don't think there's a deadline on that one. No, oh, <laughs> so, that's good. That's the uh, furthest thing from my mind. And I'm probably forgetting something, but uh, I don't care. But I did send out the other empty tombs. And uh, one of my favorite things is like the reviews you get on Etsy. Yeah. Because even the negative ones are usually funny of like, you're an idiot. I never got one of those. I've, I have yet to get a bad review, oh, but okay. just listening to people read bad reviews or looking oh. at bad reviews, I look at the person leaving and I go, you're stupid. Oh, yeah. Dumb. Because um, usually it's like someone's got a gripe about they bought a digital file and they thought it was an actual physical product. I'm like, do you really think they were going to send you a physical product for 99, 99 cents? cents? Yeah. Who buys You're, a digital file and doesn't know what the hell it is? I, people are stupid. They don't read the full thing. <clears throat> they just think they got a screaming good deal. What do we call stupid people, Brandon? Stupid. And? Call stupid. Job security. <laughs> and job yeah. security, yeah. So, uh, but I got a really nice review uh, for this lady that I did the, the custom stain for. That She was really happy. And she, she claims in her review she's going to buy more. So awesome. So we shall see. I have to start making empty tunes for next Easter, not this Easter. You could make a like you could make a bunch right now, like today, and it wouldn't take you much time. Really? The thing that takes the longest is waiting for the stain to dry. Yeah, finishing. If you're using an oil based, do you use oil based? No, I use for oh. primarily I use weather wash. I'm not familiar. Which is all which is all um, water-based. So I had won a giveaway like a couple of years ago. Um, and I got these two weather wash stains, like a quart. And they're water-based. And it it just brushes on real easy. And you got to do like three or four coats of it, though, to really get a dark color on it. Okay. Other, otherwise, it just is real light. But it's a, it makes it look kind of distressed. All right, cool. So some one of them looked like uh, when I first put it on, I'm like this looks like beech wood after it dried. So and the other one is it's called I have rusted and oaked. Oaked. I don't know what that means. Oaked. Hmm. With the ed at the end. And uh, I like them. They're great for the empty tombs. But then this this lady wanted something a little bit more uh, brownish. Okay. To match another piece that she had on her mantle yeah so she had messaged me a year ago it, just to get the ball uh, started a year ago yeah she was like do you think you can match? yeah i could totally match that just let me know and then silence radio silence for like a year wow and then i got another message going hey i don't know if you remember if you can pull up the messages da, 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 da. i don't think she realized that it just added to the right, bottom to the of next her, one the previous conversation yeah. was 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, I actually still have the picture. It's like, yeah, that's still something we can do. Just, you know, when you order it, type custom in the notes to seller so I know it's yours and I can, you know, awesome. start that process. So. so you got a lot of stuff going on. I do. A lot of the stuff for the for the retirement plaque. This thing is like the size of a plaque. It's like three feet by 20, so close to the same size. Wow, yeah. But a lot of it, a lot of the stuff that's going on it is going to get cut out on the laser. And I was just looking at one of the pieces, and there are a lot of small pieces that I have to put back in a very specific order. <laughs> so are you going to make a template with cardboard, or is that how that works? So, so I can, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to use the leftover piece that it got cut out of, and then just do, 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 Oh, do, yeah, do. okay. So that's a, that's a template, right? Yeah. So I'll have to cut that down just so I can fit it on there and then start putting all of these pieces together. Awesome. So that'll be what I do today. Okay. And then going to help prep baseball fields for the next round of rain. You're going to, you're going to be pretty busy. Yeah. Oh, and I have to coach. Uh, <laughs> I'm being called in uh, to coach a game because my son's manager is going to be out of town for now two games. Well, I don't actually, I don't know. I haven't heard if he's going to be back for the, uh, the game on Sunday. Cause we had, uh, we had to cancel all our games. Okay. Right. Thursday through Saturday, two of which were my sons. So one of them just got rescheduled for the 19th. Well, he already had a game the 18th and his coach is going to be out of town for that game. Or his two, two main coaches are going to be gone. So they called me and go, Hey, would you mind coaching this game for us? Cool. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'll take the day off of work. <laughs> If I can get, oh, you have manpower. You you don't have that issue. <laughs> oh, I can, yeah. Feeling you're foolish. not looking very good. You might need uh, a day off. I'm feeling pale. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to tough out this week and just you know. Yeah, see if you can fight through it. Yeah, you know, end of the week though, it's gonna probably uh, take a lot out of me. Good luck. I hope it, everything comes out okay for you. Yeah, but I'm assuming that because he's not going to be here the 18th, he's not going to be here the 19th to coach the other game. Ah, that's a good assumption. So. Which sucks because now I have to. I was just going to manage the Saturday game and just be like, "Screw it, go for it, boys." But, <laughs> okay. but now I have to consider the pitching situation because of pitch counts. Yeah. Well, you should have been doing that anyways, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you have limits per game, right? Right. But screw it. Let the kids go until they reach the limit, and then that's his problem to deal with on the next uh, game. <laughs> that's funny. Except now, <laughs> as far it's as your who needs problem. rest, except now it's my problem. Yeah. So now, and I don't know these kids very well. So today I'm going to very closely be watching them. Nice. <laughs> practice. Like, all right, who are my pitchers? Yeah. You just call, who throws on this team? Did they tell you anything? Where people play or who pitches? Nothing? Catches? They haven't had a game yet. Everything's oh, but been in practice down. though, right? Well, they, have, they just started like having kids pitch. Okay. And I'm starting to think the more that I watch stuff this year, I'm going to have to manage a team next year. And I'm going to do nothing but draft kids that have dads that are cops. Oh, there you go. They might not be very good, but at least you'll have yeah. cop dads. Well, that's what I was telling my buddy. Because he has two boys that play in the league, and I've got my son and all, all our sons are all friends, and our wives are friends. So we're sitting there talking. I go, look, dude, 
I'm going to probably manage next year. I'm only drafting cop kids because between us, we will, he just, he finished my sentence where he goes, we'll form one person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> one person's availability. That's right. I go, yes, exactly. So good. Let's do that. I don't think I had another cops kid on my, when I was coaching my daughter. Well, that's the thing is there's a ton of cops that live in, in the town I live in. So it's kind of nice. Like, yeah, and you have like 500 kids coming out for baseball. We didn't have that. We have 500, I think 550, I think we're at like 562, 46 teams. Wow. All the levels and, combined equal yes. 46. From from T-Ball to our majors division, which is the oldest kids are 12. Okay. That's what we call Pony League out here. Well, the next step up would be um, a 50-70 league, so 50-foot pitching mound. Okay. 70 foot bases. And we're debating whether or not we want to add that or if we want to try to absorb the local Babe Ruth League. Yeah. Because homeschooling is becoming uh, a, it's a growing it's it's a growing thing in this town. So a lot of these kids aren't going to have middle school programs to play at. Wow. So if we could tap into that. Yeah. I, I would 100 percent coach. And the great thing about homeschool kids you can have practice anytime. Right. Because they all go to like the same co-ops. I'm like, cool. PE is going to be baseball practice. Right. Get your shit and get to the field. Nice. Three hour practices. Oh boy. <laughs> poor kids. Ah, they're going to be great. And then they're going to go to high school. And then if they go back to public school for high school, which is the, the common theme is that they're going to, every, every mom I've talked to that does homeschooling. Yeah. I think I'm going to send them back in high school. Because mom wants a break. (laughs) She wants a job. She wants a break from teaching. So these kids will be all set up for high school. Giddy up. It's just our our plan here in this small town for world domination. We'll have like maybe three kids actually play in college. (laughs) And then maybe one gets drafted. I doubt it. Eh, Never know. We actually have a we actually have a kid, a couple of kids that are playing college ball now. One of them's playing for Brown. Wow. He's in the Ivy League. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. What's their team color? I think it's brown. <laughs> Is it too much to ask if it would be brown? It's purple. Yeah. <laughs> They're not the Browns. They actually had a picture of them, so I'm going to have to go back and look at it a little bit closer. That's very cool. Yeah. So how's the drawer building going? Not great. I was, now that you asked me, uh, I came down, I don't even know what day it is right now, it's Monday, so Thursday I was in the shop, and I was going to start edge banding, because last week I made all the drawers, so all that's left to do is edge band all the drawer fronts and sides before I piece everything together, well actually, edge band everything, paint everything, dado the panels for the shelf that's going to be put in between. All that stuff. So we had range at work, so I had to clean my gun, the new gun. And uh, I had to move some boxes underneath my shelf to where my range kit is. And one of those boxes was the slides that I'm going to be using for this build. They're undermount slides, which I've never used. So I opened the box. I put it on the work table. And... I'm reading the instructions. Now, 
Why I wouldn't do this before I cut all the wood, um, I don't know. So I'm looking at the instructions, and these mounts mount under the drawer, hence the name. Well, I have a piece of wood here from the drawer. This is one, This is a drawer side, right? Got my okay. nice dado in there. Got a nice eighth-inch reveal underneath the drawer that will be in there. The problem is this part, which is the reveal from the bottom of the drawer to the bottom of the drawer side, has to be at least a minimum of a half an inch for the drawer slide, actually, mechanism to fit under. So A half is more than an eighth. Yeah, it's like twice as much. Well, it's like four times more as much. Than four times as four much. times as much. So now this is firewood. I'll cut it into some good do, scraps. Do, do you have um, a piece of scrap wood that could make up the difference of the half inch that you could glue onto the bottom of that? No, I because I have to. I know what you're saying, but this is just a half inch thick. And even if I were to use pocket holes to add a piece of wood at the bottom, I, I've got plywood left over. But now what a good thing is, actually, I now I need to make this taller, right, by that much, but still keep the drawer height the same from the top of the, sh you know, the drawer bottom to the top of the shell, uh, drawer itself. So I got really disappointed and saddened on Thursday, and I'm like, fuck this. I'm done in the shop. I was, I just went on to editing the podcast. <laughs> so I got a bunch of firewood here and I got to work on Friday. And I told Vince, I'm like, all those drawers I made for you are going in the garbage. <laughs> He's like, what's the matter? I told him the same story. He's like, oh, that sucks. I go, luckily we have plywood left. So uh, I'll be doing that. Well, you, you could just make drawers for something else out of that and just use side mount. I can keep these. Yeah. You can still make some drawers, but you got to use sign mount slides for it. Right. So you so, could use those around the shop for something. Maybe. Although I need a piece of this to, I, I need a test piece for when I make, because, you know, I needed a test piece to make the dado and the depth and all that stuff. So I'll find some more and do that. So I might keep those for some drawers. That's a good idea. I didn't want to really waste it. But uh, so that's where the pantry builds at today is my first day off over the weekend since you know, last Thursday, and we're doing this. So I, I didn't want to start working in here before we did this because of all the dust that would be in the air, cutting all that new plywood. So I'm not really sure I'll get to it today, but, uh, you know, hopefully in three weeks that thing's done. And then uh, yesterday I ordered new podcast stickers because I'm out, and I gave a bunch of them out at the WorkbenchCon, and I'm using the, uh, the square. They're not going to be round. They're going to be square like the logo that's on my truck, which says actually says Handcuffs and Sawdust Podcast. Because I was just giving out Handcuffs and Sawdust stickers, and people were like, what's that? Oh, it's a podcast. Oh, well, now it'll say, actually say podcast on it. So I'll send you someone. They come in, and you can pass them out. And I tried your sticker place, Sierra Stickers. Sierra Sticker? Wasn't as cheap as Mule. Really? Stick, sticker Mule, yeah. It's like a $27 difference. Really? Because it was cheaper for me. That's good. But wasn't, and I also checked Maybe. Sticker Beat for me, and Sticker Mule was the cheapest for me. 
maybe shipping. It could be, because you have, you have to put in your zip code. Yeah. So, but whatever. Uh, I also ordered new Marazzo woodworking stickers with uh, a different color now, because I'm almost out, so I went with, like, a shiny silver logo. It's got, like, a beam of light shining off of it instead of the blue. Um, I ordered a hat, a Marazzo woodworking hat from... Like the last one I got from the Midnight Handyman was from Leather and or Brim and Leather or some place I found on Instagram, and I don't really like them too well. So the organic new, craft. That's where is I just it? ordered my hat from. Now, dude is awesome. Yeah, Mike. Um, so I sent him a mock-up, and then he sent me like right away. He sent me what kind of shape do you want the leather patch to be? He's got the like old kind of an oval one, but it's you know, I just went with round. And I think yeah. I ordered black because I like the black hat. But I think I might do rather inexpensive. So I he's might. He's got great prices and he's super fast. Yeah. So I, I think I'm actually going to get a, a gray one as well with the leather. And then maybe I'll look at different colors. But uh, so I got that's coming. And then uh, while I was at WorkbenchCon, John Erickson and I uh, teamed up for a Maker Collab. So. This week we're thinking what we're going to do. It's TV show themed. And Luke in the garage and Dave from DIY 3D Dave, they're doing something Star Wars related from The Mandalorian. Hopefully not. Whatever they're doing is going to be crazy. So we're trying to think of something that we could do from television. And we chose Adam West Batman because it's Batman, you know. So we spent a week trying to figure out what the hell we were going to do from the Bat Cave or Batarang or Batmobile or Bat Computer or utility belt made out of wood or whatever. And I'm like, we we're going to film an intro announcing it where I'm in the sh- you know I'm in the shop just like from Batman Returns with Michael Keaton and he's in the study and then the bat signal shows out the window. We're going to do all that stuff and then it's like let's not do Batman because that would be it's too hard. I wanted to make something practical. So we're going to do um, – oh, I can announce it now because it, it, this won't be heard for a week and a half. We're going to do uh, a Cheers theme, and that's going to be the Cheers sign. I'm going to show you a picture, but it's going to be a cabinet. So we're going to make the Cheers sign, the bar sign that hangs outside the bar, and we're gonna, but we're going to make it an actual bar cabinet where the – the sign opens up or the door opens up. So we're going to do, you know, basically this. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like a double cabinet size. And you open it, it'll have mirrors, glass shelves, lighting inside there. We'll have a light backlit, backlight on it for the wall. And actually going to hang it up in his bar area, in his house. So something that can be used. And uh, I'm actually flying down there in April. The for second week of April, and we're gonna. I'm gonna spend like five days there just working on the project and, and come back on Easter. So, we now are filming or trying to film an an announcement video for, for the team up. So I down. I looked on YouTube for all the times when Norm comes in the bar. So I found a compilation of every time Norm comes in the bar. It's everyone, all of them. Norm, everyone yells, and then. Coach asks him a question or Sam. So John filmed his part walking down the stairs into his basement where his pool table is. And then uh, more of the video. And then I got to film my part. And then I got to 
take that, I got to film with my phone, uh, record, screen record, and let it run for 12 minutes while I record all of that footage from YouTube and then crop it and then pick out parts of Sam asking the questions or whatever, and I got to piece it all together. So I'll be doing that this week. And uh, bought some KISS tickets. Going to go see KISS. I think it's November or August or September, somewhere in the fall. They're all still alive? They are all still alive, yet not all of them are original in the band. So it's Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are the only two original members. And then it's Tom Thayer and Eric Singer. Eric Singer's a drummer, so he wears the cat makeup, and Tom Thayer wears Ace Frehley's makeup. So they still look the same, but it's um, that'll be fun. So it's pretty much all of my... Uh... Oh, and I had my buddy Brian, who retired as a detective, he called me. And, he, and we were talking about the detective rotation, and he had heard some good things of me working in there. And then I said, hey, he's in realty, realty now. He's a realtor in Texas. So I said, hey, I got an idea. Since you're on the phone, let's team up, and I can make some stuff for your, you know, your, when you sell a house. And he goes, well, that's originally why I'm calling you, not just to talk about you being into detectives. <laughs> like, oh, shit, okay. He goes, what, do you have any ideas? And I said, yeah, man, we could do you know, cutting boards or welcome home signs or key keychain signs with the family name, all that stuff. So he likes the idea of I had him send me the picture of his house, his listing picture for when he bought his house. And now I have to get the laser turned on because I talked him into laser engraving the listing photo and then adding the family name and year on a piece of wood. And I said frame it like a picture and he's he wants to see it framed and not framed. But he really likes that idea. So now I actually technically have to start the laser and do that. So I asked Marty. Well, it's about damn time. I know. It's only been 18 months. I was hoping Marty from Red Lake would come over and show me how to do all that stuff. But uh, Step one, plug it in. Plug it in. Step two, hook it up to your computer. Right. I already got light burn on this computer. Cool. You've already completed 90% of the steps. Awesome. How do you dial it in with the height? Is that well, a, is I don't that a know thing? about you. I don't know about your laser, but did it come with some sort of focal point gauge? So, like, here's, here's I'm the thing say with mine. No. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing with mine. Yeah. On the laser module, there's a little kickstand that flips down. Oh, okay. I then adjust the Z height, so okay. the distance away, yeah, yeah. until that kickstand is touching the piece that I'm going to engrave. Oh. And I lock it in, and okay. I flip the kickstand up. Look at you. So my old, in my old laser, I had to actually, oh, Mike's wandering. Hold on. I'm right here. I'm just looking at the laser. So in my old one yeah, um, that I got from Dave Miller, there's actually like a, a piece that comes with it that you set that piece on top of whatever you're engraving and okay. then drop it down on there and lock it oh. in. So David Franklin can out. answer this question for me because I bought it from him. Yeah. So, so David. He, he should be able to help you out. Shoot me a text. Well, he's not going to get this for – like a week, right? Yeah, he's in school. Well, I mean, he's not going to get this for a week. Oh, right. This, it's not going to come out for a week, Mike. Yeah, right, right. So, so send him a message. Yeah, yeah, I will. Or look through the shit that he sent you. It wasn't a lot. So, yeah, okay, cool. So, look, and then look at the laser module, see if there's any little doodads. Yeah, I will check and see down. if there's a kickdown. I don't believe there is because I, I move it every time I work my CNC. I have to take it off there. So, I don't remember seeing so, something like that. But that's cool. Okay, so that's basically roughly how you do it. Yeah. And then you'll select your laser in Lightburn, 
and then you got to get your speed settings all figured out. Yeah, that's your speed the issue. power. Right. But Lightburn has this really cool feature now to where you can do a material test. So you take something that is the same material as what you're going to engrave. Yeah. Put that on okay. your laser, click that, and then you can change you can choose the range for the speed. Okay. And the power. And it's like 10 by 10. And it'll go through, do it all, and then you can look at it and go, I like the way this one works. Oh, okay. And then use those speeds and fees. So I probably or need a couple hours. You can go to yeah. Or you can go to Louisiana uh, Louisiana Hobby Guy. Yeah. His uh, forum page sign up to be a member of it it's totally free and he has like an entire library for a bunch of different diode or a different bunch of different lasers period that you can download and load that into lightburn and then just click the material okay and then choose the engraving like if you want it light medium or dark and then assign it and then let her rip because it, it will do shadows and stuff right yeah because I so you can you can engrave the pictures. pictures turn out fantastic from what I understand. If you can figure out settings, so like okay. I'll send you a picture of a picture I did a picture of a picture. Excellent. Can, um, of one I did yeah. that I, I don't know how I got it to turn out this good, but I, it turned out really nice. Um. So there's yeah, dude. There's a okay. ton of different things that you can do with this. With this laser, that'll help you out. I, I'm looking forward to that um, team up with my buddy Brian because uh, if he likes that, I can already cut a bunch of that stock and have it ready on a shelf. Next time he sends me a picture of a house, I can burn it right away. And get it. The turnaround time should be rather quick, you know, instead of trying to make custom cutting boards for all of them. Also with the uh, keychains. Oh, yeah, I remember that picture, Brian, uh, Brandon. Uh, that's one of my, oh, I think you froze. Move for me. There you go. You were like frozen. <laughs> Zoned out for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So what that, that's on uh, what type of material? Uh, that's on like just basswood, like just craft wood that you can find. Okay. Yeah. That's a crazy picture, dude. I would have loved to have been able to share that, but I totally right. get why the family was not a, yeah. not wanting to do that. Yeah. I remember because that's, that. this is one of the better pieces I've ever done. It is fantastic. So you have to make another, a test one similar, but not use that picture so you can post it and sell it and you won't offend yeah. anybody. So yeah. Do you have laser engravings on your Etsy page for sale? Yeah. Okay. I have all kinds of like laserable stuff. Like I have tumblers on there. The weird thing is like I thought tumblers were gonna be a huge hit. Nothing. There's so many people that do them that might have already yeah. cornered the market. Well, and I think my I think the issue with mine is is mine are custom, so you gotta tell me what you want on it. Right. Versus stuff that I have stock. So like I have like five of these cups left that are thirty ounces. That I did one for Annie. It says just says mom on it, but the O is a baseball. Nice. So I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna list Take that a picture of it as its own yeah. own listing. Especially with baseball season and softball season rolling up. Right. Cool. So that's pretty much all I got all right. going on. That covers, you know, my shop time. If you want to 
get into the nitty gritty of uh, the law enforcement world. The the nitty gritty down and dirty. Yeah, you said you didn't have much going on, which is good. In the last two weeks since we. Yeah, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think because last like, week was really? just workbench count. And we didn't talk about any law enforcement stuff. Yeah, but I didn't have anything all that interesting. But I did have to deal with a deaf person, and when you mentioned deafness, yes, that brought it to mind. So he was a—it's a homeless guy who decided to cross a major street in the rain at night, and then thought he'd try to headbutt a, a panel van traveling thirty miles an hour at him. How'd that turn out? The van won. As it will most of the time. By knockout. Wow. Knocked him out. So so he had a big-ass gash on the side of his head. He lived. He, he lived. He didn't hear the so, van coming. Apparently his vision's no, never not heard good it. either. <laughs> but he's off to the side of the road. We're trying to, like, communicate with him. And one of the guys knows, like, how to sign letters. So he spells out hospital. Okay. He, like, points to him and then goes hospital. And he's like, no, no. I don't know. It's fine. I'm like, no, you have a big freaking cut on the side of your head. And he's like, huh? And he's like, he's like touching it, like sticking his finger in there, poking his brain and Ow. shit. Like, stop. <laughs> so I finally get one thing. I was like, take a picture of that and then show it to him. Shows it to him. He's like, ah, it's fine. I'm like, dude. It's just a minor flesh wound. <laughs> so I'm starting to write stuff down. I'm like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. You could die. <laughs> and he's just like, Ah, uh, you're being dramatic. So <laughs> either get on the gurney or I will put you on the gurney. And he's like, like positive is like, you, you fight me. I'm like, yeah. I'll punch you right in the head. On the other side, not the same no, side. I'll, I'll punch your wound. Punch I'm all about winning the fight. Wound punch. Wound punch. <laughs> so, uh, we eventually get him onto the gurney and then get him transported. He's like just screaming. Like, And I don't know if any of you have ever heard like a deaf person try to speak. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, uh, I, but you're it, asking the listeners, but yeah. Yeah, but it, it's it's hilarious because they can't hear themselves. They can't control right. volume. Yeah. And forming words is hard because we get that instant feedback as we talk. But he, he got enough out to where he thank you. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. you. He's, he's kicking it. Yes, he's kicking at people and shit. So they get him to the he ain't hospital. got no money for that. No, and that's what he was saying. It's like, it's like too much money. I'm like, no, dude, it's fu-. like the county's going to pay for it. No, oh, there you go. Like this, you're not going to be able to pay for it. I don't care. I just don't want you to die on the side of the road. That's a lot of paperwork. I got to call people to come out here. It's going to kill my whole night. Right. Like, could you just not? So he goes to the hospital and he's still being an asshole where he's like <laughs> kicking and eventually he gets to the point where the adrenaline starts to wear off. Yeah. And like, do you have any pain? He goes, you don't know I can't. <laughs> like, and there we go. And then he starts thrashing around. So they're like, <laughs> they gave him, um, Dilaudid. Oh, I'm, that's the only thing I'm allergic to. So they gave him that and something called Verset to knock him the mm-hmm. fuck out. And then he went sleepy night night. Nice. 
And then the, I look at the doctor. I go, just tell me he's not going to die, and I, I'll leave. Yeah. Because they, they ask if he's in, in custody. I go, no. I go, nope. I'm just here to find out if he's going to live or die. Yeah. But, oh, he's going to live. I go, okay, cool. I'm going to leave now. Who did the crash report? Was it yours? The rookie. No, oh, it's okay. not mine. All right. So basically, this the rookie, we have a certain list of um, reports that they have to complete and, like, be proficient at. Yeah. So basically the first rotation of training is they are what we affectionately like to call uh, paper bitch. Yeah. That's right. Come take this. Come here. Come here. Come take this. Yeah. So he had his first uh, crazy person where he had to go hands on with somebody. Uh, he got his first felony arrest. Nice. So he lost his tie on on his first day driving the car. Lost his tie. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, all of our recruits, you have to start out in your class A's. Wow. Tie, everything. Where's your gun? It's still on him. You still have all your stuff. You just have your tie. Oh, no jacket. No. Okay. So for us, it, that we don't have a jacket for our class A's. Okay. So it's just basically you throw on a tie. All right. Boom, class A. Nice. And class so C. In, yes. Yeah. And in order to lose the tie. Yes. You have to have different teams have different requirements. Uh, our requirement is a self-initiated felony arrest. Oh, all right. Which is getting increasingly difficult these days. <laughs> yeah, because they keep changing the laws. They keep decriminalizing right. things. So uh, he he spotted two individuals sitting on a less than great road, and in their little homeless camp, uh, one of which was holding a meth pipe in his hand. Oh, instant felony. And he and and he said, "Not on my watch." Well, no, that's a misdemeanor ticket. And oh, and California. in in our county, oh, yeah. it gets better. In our county, you have to have been cited oh, for it ten times, right? Three times. Oh, okay. in a calendar year before the DA files, and they'll file all three cases. Okay. So he does his investigation and finds pepper spray. Hmm. Turns out one of these guys is a convicted felon. But what if he puts the pepper spray on his pizzas? Mm, doesn't matter. No? He is prohibited from owning pepper spray or yeah. possessing pepper spray or ammunition or right. firearms. Yeah, yeah. And the other guy had a misdemeanor warrant, so he got two arrests on his very first stop. Good for him. And from what I understand, because his FTO is like my best friend, spotted it all on his own. Nice. So day five of being a cop, and he was like, that's weird. I should stop that. Very good. So we're all we're all giving a little out of voice and give me that tie. Yeah. And then snatch the tie off of him. Yeah. And then we we all learned something because we were one of the guys is studying uh, for sergeant. And so he was giving him a hard time. He goes, did you notify your supervisor of the felony arrest? And we all looked at him and went, what? He goes, yeah, per the duty manual you shall inform your supervisor of all felony arrests. Really? So we made him walk over to our boss after we asked the question, which I'm going to ask you later. Um, and like, Hey, you have a notification to make. And he's like, Sarge, I made an arrest. He's like this tall, skinny, like kind of goofy looking or not goofy. Looking. He's, he's a good looking kid, but like he's fucking awkward. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> horrible report writer. It's like of course one of he these. Is. Well, don't be knocking those typers because that's me. Well, my buddy was pissed because it took like four hours to write a 
two paragraphs. Possession, possession case. He's like, he's like, oh, this is gonna suck. Oh, breaking news: the Las Vegas Raiders are closing in on a deal with Jimmy Garoppolo, staying in the Bay Area, so he can haunt the 49ers. Well, you know, Vegas is not in the Bay Area, right? Oh, I forget. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they I'm used to be in the... Oakland. Before right, that, right, they right, were right. in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, they've gone back and forth like a bunch of times. I get I it. I can't keep track of that it's team. It's hard to keep track at. of that. They're going to be in Alaska soon. That'd be cool. Snow games. You're right. So, yeah, he's, he's looking at me. He's, man, this kid's going to make me a lot of money. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> a lot of all the overtime, wait for him to type reports, and you just sit in a chair and watch. Get yeah. Up. Yeah, good. So, here, here is a question for you. It's a hypothetical. Okay. You have to pick one. Okay. Would you rather have sexual intercourse with Hulk Hogan, but he has a vagina, or Megan Fox, but she has a penis? Why is this a question? <laughs> Don't ask. I'll ask the questions here. Okay. I'm going at Megan Fox from behind. I won't even see the penis. Okay. Because there's another door there. I'll just use that one. <laughs> okay. While I'm holding her breasts. From behind. And I won't, I won't change the circumstances like, like. No, no, that wasn't was part of the try question. To make it weird. I know. Right. That's yeah. what I said. You're changing the question now. This was a question that came up in the, in the car. Uh, outside of the car, our whole team. Oh, okay. uh, we had a very spirited debate. Okay. What, what was the leader in the clubhouse? Uh, it was pretty much split 50-50. Wow, really? Yeah. No, I don't think that would even be close. Well, some people, there was there were too hung up on, there's another right. wiener. <laughs> there's another, I don't want to accidentally touch anything. Yeah, I can see that. And I, yeah, but Hulk Hogan from yeah. the well, front? And, and it's uh, NWO Hulk Hogan, so Hollywood Hogan. No, man. From the early 2000s Wolfpack days. No. There's still no boobs there. That's what I said. Right. Yeah. Okay. Send us your thoughts. <laughs> at. Cousins podcast at gmail.com. Please, someone send that survey question answer to us. Mm. I, I can read it in the next podcast. I almost said on the air. But yeah. Or you, can, or you can record yourself. Your answer. Yeah. Making yeah. your argument. That way nothing is taken out of context. Right. We won't misrepresent your answer. Oh, my God. Because I can guarantee you if you type it up, it's going to probably get misrepresented. <laughs> probably. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn now. Right. That's Those were the burning questions <laughs> okay, uh, good. plaguing us at work this week. All right. Uh, I can't shake the image. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. All right. So my first day back, I've only been in patrol on day shift for two weeks now, right? I did two, two weeks yeah. of shifts. My very first day, we get a call. At, since we work right next to O'Hare, the kitchens that supply the planes are in our town. There's two major companies, Gate Gourmet and Flying Foods, and they're in our town. So we get a lot of calls over there because they don't have the greatest people that work for them. It might even make you think about eating the food that you're eating on a plane if you knew where it was coming from. But anyway, well, most of the stuff I get is prepackaged. It's cooked in these kitchens and packaged. Well, it's like crackers. Are they okay? Yeah, you're safe there. Yeah, those are safe. 
I don't typically take flights long enough to be served a meal. Okay. Well, those of you who are flying out of Chicago. I don't, I don't fly classy airlines. I'm a Southwest kind of guy. Okay. I love, I love me some Southwest. Uh, so anyways, we go there for the employee who's going to be fired because he pulled a no-show, no-call the day before. And uh, we go there first time. And when we get there, my partner Jim, is he pulls up first and I pull up second. And we go in and we do our thing. And then we leave. Because we told him, you have to leave. You got to get off the property. He's like, okay. So he, he goes, I got a ride coming. I'll wait outside. Very good. Across the street. We're good. We leave. We get three blocks away, and they call us back. Because now he assaulted, air quotes, uh, his supervisor, who's really upset, and she wants to file charges. So we spin back around. Now this time... I pull up first, and Jim pulls up second. We go inside. We talk to the woman whose feelings were hurt because he used harsh language. Did he call her a bitch? Probably, yeah. But nowhere in his statements to her was a crime committed. Just her feelings were hurt. So we deal with that, and we come back out, and you know, there's a whole bunch of employees watching us because that's, what they do. They're on smoke breaks or whatever. And the cops are there. So they're watching us. And, uh, I walk out the steps and Jim walks out and I go to the, I go to my car and Jim goes to his car. We open the doors, we get in our squads. And at the same exact time, I look down at my like control board. And I'm like, that's not my fucking coffee mug. Why is my seat up so fucking high? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm in the wrong squad. And we got both in the wrong car. We both get out at the same time. Don't say a word to each other. Walk past each other. Get in the car. Did you high five and drive away. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, it was. I wonder what we looked like. Bunch of idiots to the guys that were sitting outside watching us. You know, but I'm like, oh, we're off to a good start. I was laughing my ass off. He same thing. He got in the car. He's like, he pushed his button, but I had obviously pushed my button at the same time. So the timing was like, it never, it'll never happen again. But we both get in the car at the same time and go, what the fuck? So, uh, Wait, you guys have key fobs for your cars? Most of the new ones do, yeah. I've now been assigned a car that doesn't, and it fucking pisses me off when I unlock the door with my key, and then I go to the passenger side to put my gear in, and I grab the handle, and it fucking snaps back because it's not unlocked. <laughs> I hate it. But, yes, the new squads have key fobs. Man, you guys are spoiled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's our high-tech uh, equipment. We're lucky if we have cars that run. There you go. Check engine light comes on? I ain't writing that up. You have to. So it gets <laughs> no, fixed. don't. If I write it up, I it, lose my car. Yeah, they take it out of service. Yeah. You've got like 45 squads in your, just in your division alone, don't you? I don't even know how many cars you guys have. I would imagine you have probably 1,500 fleet vehicles. We have a lot of cars, but... Yeah. Half of them don't work, and the other half are all being used. Yeah. Well, we, so we have like you hold eight on squads. to your car until it, right. until you physically until it cannot drive it. I got beefed by one of my partners. <laughs> As any good partner should. I come in. My buddy Neil's like senior officer for the day because the sergeant was off, and uh, and my buddy Vince was in there. Vince is who I'm building the cabinet for, and. Uh, we're talking, and Neil goes, you've been on our shift one day, and you already got a beef. I'm like, who fucking beefed me? I don't remember someone coming in to, you know, to beef me. 
I said, I haven't even spoken to a citizen yet today. And he goes, it wasn't a citizen. And he goes, he goes like this. Looks over at Vince. <laughs> Vince is on his phone. <laughs> Slow turn. Yeah, and I go, I got beefed down by Vince? What? So we went to a call. Oh, now, so, okay, so getting beefed on by, uh, means uh, different things. Yeah, I didn't get beef stewed or someone. I thought, I thought somebody busted ass in front of you. No, no. I, someone complained about me, right? That's a, I got beefed. I got com- okay. a complaint against, okay, against so me. Someone's, so someone has beef with you. Yeah, someone filed a complaint against me. Tech, you know, air quote, file. So it has aired a grievance. Yeah. So Vince and I went on a call. Now, when we get assigned a call, they'll say, Brandon and Mike. First officer, it's your call. Primary. Right? Yeah, your primary. Your primary. Okay, so I pull up first, and all, and it was just a civil bullshit towing complaint bullshit call. I pull up first, and here come the complainant and the driver that brought him there up to me. And they start yapping. Well, I don't want to hear the story because I'm not doing paper on it. Neither is Vince because it's going to be a civil matter. But still, save your breath, right? So Vince, he's coming from the opposite direction. He's walking up to me. I'm already in a dialogue with them. And I go, no, no, no. Tell him. Because I don't want them to waste my time or their own time, actually, telling me a whole story. Then you shouldn't have gotten there first. (laughs) You get there when you get there. So No. Vince you, goes, you can game it. Yeah. I go, I could have listened to the whole story and go, okay. And then looked at Vince and goes, and then tell him the story. And then I look at them and I go, okay, now tell him the rest of the story. I mean, why, why even do that? Just hold it. One second. It's like one second, literally. It'll take him one minute to get here. So he took offense to that. I'm on Vince's side. Yeah, well, if our you're, shift if you're gonna, is split. If it's, if it's my call and you're going to get there first and you're going to get out and you're going to start engaging with people – Congratulations. You you have indicated to me that you would like to take this call. Yeah, that's not how it works because they started engaging with me, and I said, wait, wait, speak did to you them. Have to, did you have to land first? Could you have waited down the street? Who does or that? Or around a corner? Because you don't know if it's going to be a, No, you can't do that, Brandon, because if it, them, it turns into a disturbance, them. you have to be there, right? Yeah, if it turns so. into a disturbance, then you go around the corner, and you go, all right, knock the shit off. So I go – So Or if you already know it's a civil issue – just tell them, hey, shut up. It's a civil issue. Well, we can't. You don't shift, like it. We don't talk to the same pe- the people okay. the same as we okay, do sorry. on nights. I'm very sorry that right. you're frustrated yeah, yeah. in right. this. However, there has been no crime broke. Uh, crime. There's been no crime. Right. No crime. And let all. me tell you that. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to need to civilly go a, after this C. person and, and, and sue them in civil court, uh, at which point I, I can't help you with if you would like uh, the, the event number for me coming out here today. I can provide you with that. Yeah, well, that, that's where that happens, is. and I do that a lot, and I got a feeling like so you don't got to tell them to tell Vince. You just handle it. My first day. Now Vince is a ten. And, and then you and then you tell him to fuck off. Yeah. politely. Well, I won't make that mistake again. But Oliver goes, "I'm on your side, dude. I don't want to have them repeat their whole story." And I'm like, "I'll show up first and take everyone's paper. I don't care. I'm there to work." But this was the very first time I'm working with Vince because. He, and th- when he was on three years, he was a 30-year veteran already. <laughs> didn't want to hear anything. Didn't want to do didn't anything. Yeah. So we start talking about it in the squad room. And I'm like, dude, you want – okay, so that's what you want to do? Because I'll tell you what happens. You, what's been happening on my ship, my other ship, my night shift. They don't want me on their calls anymore. <laughs> so if we get to that point, 
you're not going to like that part of me. So I'll show up. I'll take your paper. I'll even do that stuff. But I don't want people repeating themselves where we can get them out of there faster. So maybe next time I just wait in the car. Or next time I don't even show up until I, you, know, you call me and I need help. Hurry up. They're pounding on me. I'll be right there. I'm right around the corner. Do, do, you, do the mapping systems... We don't have them. Stop, stop, you don't, you don't stop. Have, oh, okay. Mapping so system. In your MDT, you don't have a map of your city. We don't need that. That shows you where calls are. No, we, our town is small, dude. Even small towns have it. And we don't have the G, we don't have radar. It's like built our, it. Or GPS is like cars either. Okay, so you can't yeah. like see where other guys no, are. No, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. So see, we can see that. Sure. That so makes I sense. can also, if it's, for me, if it's. Something like this, like a BS call. Right, like, yeah. yeah, if it sounds like it's an in progress, it's going to go sideways real quick. Right, yeah, go. by all means, go. But if it's like, no, dude, this is this is a stupid thing. Right. You can sit there. I can wait until, until I see, see him the start dot. moving. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I go, okay. That's nice. Now we're going. Because right. you know what? He might be trying to call people sure. to be like, hey, see if you can handle it over the phone or whatever. And and we run into this issue with rookies where they show up and they start the whole thing. And, and somebody that is more seasoned can squash it without right exactly for needing to be taken and then you get a young rookie officer out there who doesn't know his elbow from his asshole right and he's turned it into like the crime right. of the century <laughs> exactly and then he's like oh yeah this is what i got i mean you're the it's your beat and then you look at him and go no 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 no, no, no. no. right you caused this it's <laughs> this is now your problem my lieutenant, or his commander now in charge of investigations, when he was a patrolman on my shift, I swear to you, I don't know if you ever saw the movie um, with Bette Midler and George Carlin and Shelley Long, Outrageous Fortune. No. There's a scene where George Carlin hates Bette Midler and Shelley Long because every time they show up near him, his world goes to shit. And that was Jimmy. Anytime Jimmy would come on my call, he would, the whole shit show would show up and I would start doing, I would give him the cross, wave him off, whatever I could do not to have him step out of his squad car on my calls. That's, he was the shit stirrer. And then he would, he would create a storm and then get in his car and drive away. And you'd be arresting people and fighting people and Jimmy started it all and he left. So I don't want to be that guy. So this is a new balance. I know Vince has been retired on duty for seven out of the 10 years he's been on the street. But, uh, <laughs> So, so that was fun, but uh, it was great being back in patrol. I'm enjoying my time on days, and I had range day Wednesday, and it's, I went to, it was training on an off day, and uh, I get there, and the chief's there, and the deputy chief's there. And uh, the first thing I said to, the, to them as they're walking out, I'm like, you guys got me for four more years, because I you know, decided to stay for four years. And my deputy chief goes, yay! And then the chief goes, Oh, good. Hmm. Um, you're taking the sergeant's test that's coming up, right? And he winks at me, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> but that's, in, I think, in the summer. But uh, then I get home after having that conversation, telling him that I'm going to be there for four years, and I get a text message from my friend who's a police officer at the last department I worked at, and her husband works at this uh, city I live in. Remember I told you I had put in for the evidence guy? Well, yeah. apparently they had... 185 applicants and they're interviewing 13 and I'm one of them. So at some point they're going to call me for an interview. It was just ironic timing that after I told the chief I'd be here for four years, I'm going to be going to an interview for a job. So, and I'm not putting in for any more jobs. So, so you're reconsidering that four years. 
Well, you know, I have to listen after I, if, what if, if I pass the interview, but you know, talking to a couple of the guys at work, I'm like, I got eight weeks off of vacation and personal days. And, you know, you work 110 days a year, whatever the hell it is to go to work every day for five days a week and not have any va- vacation. It doesn't sound very appetizing to me. Yeah. Especially since now I'm on the shift I want to be on. Right. So, oh, we had some cartel human trafficking pros robbed. That was fun. Huh. Yeah. And one of them was smoking hot from Venezuela. Yeah. So, uh, her and her sister were working. This is a while ago. So the case has been disposed. Uh, they're working opposite hotels. So they're cartel hookers and they decided to branch off on their own. If you will, you don't, you shouldn't do that. They found out uh, that they shouldn't do that because a group of, are you telling me people that they fucked around and, and found they out, found out at an appropriate level. I am. Yeah. And they got the snot kicked out of them by the enforcers. And then, uh, and then they went back to Miami. Good. Yeah, where they Good. belong. But that was interesting, too. One girl, the, the desk guy who took the call, because there was a noise complaint, so he's by himself. It's on overnights. You know, He's going to go up there. Yeah. He takes his phone. He starts recording stuff while he's walking. Yeah. I mean, getting the shit kicked out of you Makes some noise. tends to get loud. Yeah. And uh, so he's filming with his phone as he's going up to the room. And then his phone caught some interesting stuff when she opened the door, which was very nice. <laughs> I mean, there was, I'm sure there was evidentiary value in that video. So there might be, I don't know. A ton of evidentiary value. (laughs) Yeah. Gonna have to take that from you. Here's a thumb drive. Put that right on here. You just put that on there. Hook that up to your phone. All right. That's it, man. Fun stuff. Getting used to being back on days and not wanting my partners to be on calls with me, apparently. (laughs) So it's been a while. Uh, we had, we're going to do the Officer Down Memorial page. And the one that hits home for me is the Chicago officer who was murdered and went on a domestic call. So I'll read that one because it's, it's here. And I've watched his funeral and everything else. So and we'll, we'll mention the other ones. And then Brandon's going to name off. We've had five dogs that passed away as well during that same time. Unfortunately. So we will start with Fountain Police Department in Colorado. And I might have said this one last week, but I don't think I did two weeks ago. Police Officer Julian Becerra succumbed to injuries sustained nine days earlier when he fell from an overpass in Colorado Springs. That I This does sound familiar. Yes, we did talk yeah. about this. Yeah, we, did, we talked about the fall. Yeah, about the fall. We were wondering how that could happen. So Washington State Department of Corrections in Washington, Correctional Officer Jay Miller. His end of watch was Saturday, February 11th, 2023. Correctional Officer Jay Miller died from complications from COVID. He was 52 years old, and he served with the Washington State Department of Corrections for 31 years He's survived by his three sons. Kansas City Police Department in Missouri, police officer James Mulbauer, whose end of watch was Wednesday, February 15th, 
2023, police officer Jim Mulbauer and K-9 Champ were killed in a vehicle crash at 10.15 p.m. The vehicle was traveling at 89 miles an hour, ran a red light, and crashed into Officer Mulbauer and K-9 Champ while in their patrol vehicle. The impact caused the squad car to roll over. A pedestrian was also hit. K-9 Champ and the pedestrian died at the scene. Officer Mulbauer was taken to the hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. The 18-year-old driver that hit the police car was also injured and taken into custody pending an investigation. Officer Mulbauer had served with the Kansas City Police Department for 20 years. I don't have his age. He was survived by his wife and his child. Temple University Police Department in Pennsylvania. Sergeant Christopher D. Fitzgerald. End of watch, Saturday, February 18th, 2023. Sergeant Chris Fitzgerald was shot and killed while struggling with a suspect near 1700 West Montgomery Street in Philadelphia at about 7.30 p.m. Sergeant Fitzgerald was patrolling the area when he saw three masked individuals in dark clothing standing in an area where several robberies had recently occurred. As he exited his patrol car to speak with them, all three fled on foot. He pursued one of the subjects and began to struggle with him in the 1700 block of West Montgomery Street. The man produced a handgun and shot Sergeant Fitzgerald multiple times. The subject then attempted to steal Sergeant Fitzgerald's duty weapon, belongings, and patrol car before carjacking a citizen several blocks away. Sergeant Fitzgerald was transported to Temple University Hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. The shitbag who shot him was arrested at his home in Bucks County early the next morning. He was charged with the murder of a law enforcement officer, robbery, carjacking, and several other offenses. Sergeant Fitzgerald had served with the Temple University Police Department for 16 months and previously served at the Philadelphia County Sheriff's Office for two and a half years. He also served at the Sugarland Police Department in Texas and as a Lehigh County Corrections Officer. He was survived by his wife, four children, mother, father, sister, and brother. He was 31 years old. Memphis police officer Jeffrey Red. End of watch was Saturday, February 18th, 2023. Police officer Jeffrey Red succumbed to gunshot wounds sustained two weeks earlier while responding to a suspicious person call at a library. Officers, including Officer Red, had responded to a nearby business regarding a trespasser. 30 minutes later, became engaged in an altercation with the citizen inside of uh, the library. As Officer Red and another officer attempted to contact the subject outside of the library, the man produced a handgun and opened fire on them. Officer Red was 49 years old and had served 15 years and was a military veteran in the Marines. Survived by his Wife, three daughters, and four grandchildren. Pontotoc County Sheriff's Office in Oklahoma. Detention Officer Kenneth Fowler. End of watch was Sunday, February 19, 2023. Detention Officer Kenneth Fowler succumbed to injuries sustained on January 31st, 23, when he slipped on ice in the parking lot of the County Justice Center. 
they were experiencing an ice storm when he fell. He had served with the Phoenix County Sheriff's Office for five years. He was survived by his wife, daughter, mother, brother, sister, and two grandchildren. He was 52 years old. Chicago Police Department. Police Officer Andres M. Vasquez Lasso. End of watch was Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. Police Officer Andres Vasquez Lasso was shot and killed while responding to a domestic incident at 4.45 p.m. South Spaulding Avenue in Gage Park neighborhood in Chicago. Officers were responding to a call about a man chasing a woman down the street with a gun. One group of officers went to the residence while other officers located the subject on foot. They were able to engage with the subject, but he fled from the officers. Shots were exchanged as Officer Vasquez Lasso pursued the subject and both were wounded. Officer Vasquez Lasso was transported to Mount Sinai Hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. The subject was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Unfortunately, he's still alive. Officer Vasquez Lasso had served with the Chicago Police Department for five years and was assigned to the 8th District. He survived by his wife, mother, and sister. He's 32 years old. Indiana State Police, Indiana Master Trooper, James R. Bailey. End of watch was Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Master Trooper James Bailey was struck and killed by a fleeing vehicle on I-69 south of Auburn while attempting to deploy spike strips at about 4.30 p.m. Trooper Bailey was performing traffic control duties as a result of several crashes on the interstate when he was notified of a vehicle pursuit involving the Fort Wayne Police Department. The pursuit entered on I-69 toward Trooper Bailey's location. The fleeing vehicle was traveling at a high rate of speed and struck Trooper Bailey as he attempted to deploy spike strips near mile marker 326. He was transported to a nearby hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. The driver who struck him was arrested and charged with murder, felony resisting law enforcement, felony operating with a controlled substance resulting in death, and misdemeanor resisting law enforcement. Trooper Bailey had served with the Indiana State Police for 15 and a half years. He is survived by his wife, son, and daughter, and he was 50 years old. All right. So for the canines, we have one, two, three, four, five. So due to the number of them, I'm going to only read the description for one because it's from where I grew up. And man, that music is loud. You have canine graphite from the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office in Colorado. Uh, cause of death was gunfire, and he had been a police canine for seven years and six months. Canine Freddie from the United States Department of Homeland Security, Customs, and Border Protection. 
uh, his cause of death was a duty related illness. And he had been a police canine for five years. Canine champ from the Kansas City Police Department in Missouri was killed in an automobile crash after being a police canine for one year. And then Canine Duke from the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office here in California. Canine Duke was stabbed to death while attempting to apprehend a burglary suspect at a rail yard in Tracy, California. Officers with the Tracy Police Department had responded to a burglary at the rail yard at about 12 p.m. As officers arrived at on scene, two men fled from the officers into the train yard. When K-9 Duke arrived at the scene, one of the men in, entered the engine room on one of the trains in the yard and barricaded himself inside. Officers and deputies were able to create an opening to the engine room, and K-9 Duke was released for an apprehension. As he engaged the suspect, the man stabbed him multiple times. Officers were able to take the man into custody after he stabbed K-9 Duke. K-9 Duke was taken to Central Valley Veterinarian Hospital in Manteca, where he succumbed to his injuries. K-9 Duke had served with the San Joaquin County Sheriff's Office for six years. And K-9 Lennon from the Baytown Police Department in Texas. Um, his cause of death was, says animal-related. He was bitten by a venomous snake. And he had been a police canine for seven months. Snakes. They'll get you. As long as they're not on my plane when I fly down to Alabama next month. Yeah, you get real tired of those snakes on the plane. You know, I never saw that movie. <laughs> Me either. But I have to. One day. Because I hear, I hear good things about it. Like, you know, as... As good as a movie about snakes on a plane can be. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Uh, that wraps up on a down note, uh, episode 61. Episode 61. The Roger Maris episode. Is that we're going to name it? Are we gonna come I up don't with... know. You said that people don't like the sports-themed titles. I'm still going to come up with them. Of course, yeah. This, I mean, 61, <laughs> to me and you, is that's Roger Maris. Yeah. So... We'll see what, what we talked about, uh, if we can throw a, a pull a title out of what we were talking about. Hulk Hogan versus Megan Fox. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, that's it right there. <laughs> Done. Don't forget, send us your feedback on that survey poll question, please. To Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have questions, you can record a voice memo or just type out your question and send it to handcuffs and sawdust podcast at gmail.com and don't forget promo code bookum at surfprepsanding.com gets you 10% off go get that stuff right now go get a sander go get some more sandpaper yeah. or even maybe a vacuum right or the detail light all that stuff 10% off load up the cart let's go then you can tell your wife, look at how much money I saved you. That's right. <laughs> she goes, well, if you didn't spend it, you wouldn't have saved us. No, nah, saved fair. us more. She gets to tell, if, if wives get to tell husbands, look at all the money I saved. You didn't have to buy the damn thing. But it was 10% off. Oh, Guys, you could do the same thing. Yeah. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, which I didn't know was a thing until I watched Parks and Recreation. 
It's a hundred percent a thing. Love it. Yeah, now it is. I'm gonna treat myself. Treat yourself. I'm gonna go treat myself to some lunch and then a workout, and then right back down here to do podcast stuff. I'm gonna go break my back. Good. <laughs> Better yours than mine. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go work. All right, get to work, would you? All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. That's all I got for you. We appreciate it. See you guys next week. Be safe in the street and on this and in the shop. Okay, bye. Peace.